afternoon, and welcome to your Royal Rooters podcast, your hub for your nine-time World Series champion, Boston Red Sox, your six-time Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots, your six, 17-time NBA champion, Boston Celtics, your six-time Stanley Cup champion, Boston Bruins, your 11-time national champions in football, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, your 51 Scottish Premier League champion, Celtic football, your six-time English Premier League in first division, Chelsea football, your Gonzaga men's basketball team, your Wright State men's uh, or Wright State baseball team, and your 11-time or five-time national champions in hockey, the Boston College Eagles. All right. I'm your host, Tom O'Shea, also known as the Junkyard Dog, also known as the T.O. Swiggins, and you can't change that. All right. Well, we got some news. You already know by now, but it does affect the Patriots and the reason why they are playing tonight instead of them of what they were originally going to play yesterday around this time. Yeah. So, so tr- literally 24 hours ago, we would have had a game, but yeah, stuff happened on Saturday that really changed the course of why the Patriots are playing tonight on. Monday Night Football. Du, 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 du. <laughs> yeah, except they're not playing on ESPN. They're playing on CBS. Not to conflict with the Green Bay and uh, Falcons game. Yeah. Also, Trevor Bauer, could he be coming to the Red Sox? He did take a picture of his uh, um, plane ticket from uh, Phoenix to Boston and, and tweeted, hey, Red Sox, or hey, at Red Sox, are you up? Are you up? Yeah. Ooh. That kind of got some Red Sox fans thinking, could he be signed with the Red Sox this offseason? <laughs> yeah. I tweeted on my uh, um, Twitter page, my, my main Twitter page, at JunkyardDog92, of me with the SpongeBob gif of him, like, just going, yeah, getting, like, creepy, kind of, yeah, or something like that. He had, like, the whole, like, getting excited, but, like, he's, like, like the like he has like a uh, palms up and like just face up to his fist, but like he's going <sighs> that that's what I was kind of thinking, like, oh yeah, this this kind of making me yeah. I don't know, maybe that tweet uh look at the tweet is like I'm and you'll see what I'm trying to talk about, but it's just excited SpongeBob. He's just yeah. <laughs> yeah, it said yeah. But that could be exciting. Trevor Bauer on the Red Sox. On our pitching staff, and we need pitching, especially in the starting rotation. Yeah, just think. Sale, Bauer, Erod, Evaldi, and Tanner Houck, if somehow Martin Perez can come back. Well, if he comes back, then maybe we should just move him to the bullpen. I don't know. I mean, seriously, on MLB The Show, he is in the bullpen. And the MLB The Show, I'm doing, yeah. Some news. Um, so actually, some we're gonna just get into the news. All right. So as you know, the reason why the Patriots are we did not play yesterday afternoon is because a few other Patriots players and Kansas City Chiefs players, mainly Cam Newton of the New England Patriots, tested positive for COVID nineteen. So yeah. So they are the second game get postponed this week the first one was a uh, Tennessee Titans and uh, Pittsburgh Steelers that game is still hasn't been played yet but they'll 
make it up eventually. But that game got postponed for this week because of that. So, yeah. So, the good news is there have been no positive tests whatsoever after or uh, after uh, Saturday. So, that's good. So, they will play tonight at 6 o'clock. That's why we're trying to get this episode yet recorded now. Yeah, I do apologize to you for some of the lateness of some of these episodes. It's just a lot of stuff is going on and stuff like that. And, yeah, and getting to, it's getting to the point where, like, we – after the NBA playoffs um, and the MLB playoffs, because the NHL is already done too, we would just have um, probably, uh, let's see, we will probably just have uh, college football and college or uh, NFL and then some, and then the international leagues that we have, like uh, Scottish Premier League, um, English Premier League stuff. Oh, wait. We do have college basketball coming back. That's also the news that's coming back. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, basically, so, yeah. So, yeah. We'll get into that, too. But at this point, I might just maybe next week, maybe just not record an episode. Unless if something big news happens, then we might record an episode. But at this rate, I'm not really – yeah, I might just take next week off. I don't know. It depends. We'll let you guys know. So, yeah. So just all right. So other news. So yeah. So um. So Cam Newton will be out for two weeks on the COVID nineteen list. So kind of stinks. I was really hoping. Yeah, I was just yeah. And he's really starting to do good. I really like him now as a replacement for Tom Brady. He has been a nice fit. Yeah, and it really does suck that he went down with COVID. It really does. Yeah. He is fitting in to being the nice replacement for Tom Brady, at least for this year. We're not really sure if he might come back next year, but for this year, he's starting to – he's really like so far so good. So far so good. And I like – I was thinking of getting a Cam Brit or a Cam Newton – Cam Cam Newton uh, jersey, New England Patriots jersey. Yeah. I don't know. Money permitting, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cambry, that's a character from a comedy show about politics or comedy movie about politics with Will Ferrell and Zach Galifianakis or something like that. Yeah, Cambry, Cam Newton. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it really stinks. Well, at least it will be only for two weeks. Hopefully, for two weeks. I'm not really sure what they'll do with like the whole like him coming back after he uh, quarantines for 14 days. Not really sure how that all work out, but hopefully have him back. Ryan Hoyer will get the start for the Patriots at quarterback. And here's something to go into tonight's game. For the first time in 19 years since uh, Tom Brady's fourth career start with the Patriots, or his entire career, as I should say, the Patriots are the underdog in this game. Basically, or the underdog, or basically... Um, spread underdogs and yeah, so money line spread. So basically, yeah. So wow, nineteen years. I was a third grader at that time. Yes. <laughs> Look at me now. I'm a twenty eight year old man. My how's how has yeah. So yeah. All right. So going into Celtic football, they got some news. 
So apparently just now they did sign um, a player from uh, AC Milan. So very good, very good. His name is, come on, show us, come on, show us the article. It's Diego, Diego Lalek, Lalek. All right, we'll, we'll eventually learn it. Yeah. For a season-long loan, so he's the year first season. So very good. 27 years old. All right. Yeah. So very good. So, yeah. So he got him all alone. So awesome. So he will be a nice addition, yeah. yeah. All right. So awesome. So good for them. They got a transfer. So, yeah, welcome. Welcome to Celtic football. Yeah. And also, speaking of which, uh, they did uh, – well, we'll get into it later when we get into the scores, too. Of uh, Yeah. So, anyway, so, yeah. Awesome. Nice signing for Celtic. Yeah. Nice addition. Yeah. All right. So let's see what else. What other news? Oh yeah, Gonzaga and uh, so let's see Gonzaga has have another major or Gonzaga basketball. I believe we'll start the season playing uh, Baylor at the let's see at the Banker Life Fieldhouse in Indianapolis. So the team. So here's uh, the ESPN uh, notification I took a picture of on December the fifth. Uh, the two teams will face off at Bakersfield Fieldhouse in Minneapolis in what will likely be a matchup of top five ranked teams. So Baylor and uh, Gonzaga will face off. All right. Let's see if they have a schedule come out yet. Let's see. They should at this point. I mean, it's getting close to the – we're in October right now. They should have a schedule for Gonzaga basketball at this time. Yeah, let's see. They should have a – yeah, they should have a schedule for Boston College hockey. Yeah, we should try to look that up. All right. Da, da, da. All right. Da. Yeah. All right. Schedule. Here we are. Here, uh, I think. All right, so they haven't really got a full schedule out yet, but they are thinking of getting one. Started 10 a. All right, so the only game they have is the Baylor game on CBS, as I said, December the 5th, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. <laughs> in Indianapolis. All right. I mean, at this point, they should have a schedule already made out. I don't know what we're doing. I mean, it's October. Like, we are literally, yeah, uh, I don't know. Boston College. Hockey. Let's see what they're. Oh, here's some news. Uh, Sony Michelle has been put on the IR, so he's probably gonna be out for a while. Ugh. Yeah. Sony. This is Patriots news, by the way. Yeah. So. Yeah. It just came up on my ticker. Yeah. I should probably try to move him off my fantasy team. Well, not move him off entirely, but just move him off to the sidelines. Yeah. For now, yeah. Let's see. Schedule. Here we are. We got some. All right. And uh, no, 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 no. This isn't it. Please hold on. Yeah, they don't have a schedule out yet for Boston College hockey. Oh, come on. 
When is their season? You should, October. Unless if with the whole COVID-19, could that be a reason why they don't have a schedule out yet? Because by now, I mean, if they're already playing games right now. They're already playing games at this time. Yeah, so it's yearly. Yeah, that's today. This is a year from now. Like they played their first game. It's New Brunswick. Huh. Okay. New Brunswick. Maybe I typed it in wrong. Hold on. Stink College Hockey. No, they don't have a schedule out yet. That's crap. Or, here we are, we might have something here. Nope, nothing. I thought we did. Uh, Alright. So, yeah. Man, Sony Michelle out. IR. So, they have activated Damian Harris. Okay, so he's coming back. Alright. Alright. Good. Oh, the Athletics are up 2 nothing against the Astros. Ha <laughs> ha. Cheating Houston Astros. We all know they did it. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's see. Other news? Nope. Nothing. All right. So, yeah. See, other news of the week. Let's see. Got other news. So, nothing. Yeah. So yeah, nothing else. Except so yeah, let's get into the scores. All right. So we did promise last time that we would talk about uh the Saturday night's uh Red Sox game or last or Saturday nights are like September the twenty sixth or so or something like that. Yeah, they're uh, la last time they played or um yeah. I I can't talk right now. <laughs> So, December the 26th. All right, that game. So, the Red Sox. So, yeah. Had a great – or a great – so, uh, Tanner Houck had a great outing tonight or uh, in this game. He only gave up one earned run, and that's the first earned run he has given up his entire career, and that was a home run by Dancy Swanson. But let's get into the box score. So, Bobby Dahlbeck homers into center field to score – Himself and Jackie Bradley Jr. making a two-nothing Red Sox lead, or Red Sox lead, and then a force out or a force ground out by Rafael Devers scores. Uh, Michael Chavis making a three-nothing Red Sox lead. Then a single by Sander Bogart scores. Uh, Christian Arroyo making a four-nothing Red Sox lead. Then Saint or uh, Christian Vasquez goes yard. He hits a grand salami. A grand slam. He scores. San or Rafael Dever scores. Sander Bogart scores. And JD Martinez scores, making an 8 nothing Red Sox win. And then Dansby Swanson homers in the game that make it a seven run lead. Uh, so that's the only run that uh, Tanner Howe gave up because basically he pitched the entire game really good. He had another great outing, as usual. And then. Uh, Travis Darno singles into or singles into or against uh Phyllis Valdez. Uh Freddie Freeman scores, making an eight to two Red Sox lead 
And that, but that's where the final score would stand as the Red Sox win eight to two. They increased their record to twenty three and thirty six, still in last place in the AL East. And then let's see, the next game is against. Is against uh, Celtic football or for uh, Celtic football. All right, so they played Hibernian on uh, September the 28th. Let's see, let's get into that. All right, September the 28th or September the 27th. Never mind, September the 27th. All right, and they basically won that game against Hibernian 3 nothing is your final score. All right. So, Colin McGregor gets a score. Yeah, not Connor McGregor. Colin McGregor. Make it a one nothing lead. Then, a Yeti gets a goal. Make it a 2 nothing Celtic lead. Then, Muhammad Ensinoe gets a goal. Make it a 3 nothing Celtic lead. And that's where the final score would stand. As they beat Hibernian. And they increase their record to... I mean, at the time, let's see... They increased their, let's see, the, 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 no, a, 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 all right, and let's see, yeah, they're, work, yeah, they didn't give us a lot, all right, yeah, okay, so anyway, so let's see, what else, all right, so, next up would be the Patriots, oh yeah, um, other news, Ron Renneke is no longer, uh, Red Sox manager, they did decide to let him go after this season, so he is no longer Red Sox manager, so could Alex Cora be coming back? That might be an option. Also, Jason Veritek is another option, too, that I would be happy to see come or be a Red Sox manager. But yeah, so and at this point, I he really got put into a really bad position being Red Sox manager. He came in a time where, like, the whole cheating scandal... Uh, core with the whole Astros thing too. It's just, yeah, he did not, he got put in a bad position and it's just, yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. He didn't want to manage. Yeah. I mean, he wanted to manage, but at this time he just wanted to retire. And I, I don't blame him. If you wanted to retire, then yeah. So that's another off, Red Sox offseason move that they got to make. Get a new, um, on-field manager. So the Patriots played the Raiders uh, on the 27th, and, and they uh, basically won that game 36-20. to 20. Yeah, let's get into the scoring update, or scoring. All right. Let's see. All right, scoring summary. Come on. So the Raiders, here we are. No, I don't want to. All right, come on. All right, hurry up, hurry up. No, I don't care. I really don't care. Stop showing me the stupid video, all right? All right, let's see. All right, okay, it's on mute. All right, so we don't have to worry. All right, so here we are. 
So the Patriots played. They played their game, and uh, the start out with the uh, Raiders got on the board first with a field goal by uh, Carlson, make it a uh, three nothing Raiders lead. Then a field goal by the Patriots by Nick Foles ties up the game three three, and then another field goal by Nick Foles in the second quarter makes it a six to three uh, Patriots lead. Then a touchdown by the Patriots uh, pass from uh, Cam Newton to Rex Burkhead for 11 yards to score a touchdown, 13-1 Patriots lead, or 13-3 Patriots lead. Then 10-3, the, the Raiders did score um, a touchdown. Uh, Derek, Car- or Derek Carr froze to a, a Montefer- or a Murfro for one yard to make it a 13-10 uh, Patriots lead. Field goal is good, obviously. Or, yeah, field goal is good, obviously. Okay, all right. Uh, they're not shown. All right. Then in the third quarter, it is a uh, Patriots scored again. Rex Burghead scores. He runs up the middle for five yards, or runs or runs up uh, or uh, runs for five yards, make it a twenty to ten Patriots lead. All right. Then a field goal makes it a twenty-three to ten Patriots lead. Nick Foles scored it 20, 32 yards. So awesome. Then a field goal by uh, Carlson. For 25 yards for the Raiders makes it a 23-13 lead for the Patriots. But then the fourth quarter, Patriots scored by a or a Rex Burkhead run two yards, make it a 29-13 Patriots lead. And that's where the final score would stand. Oh, wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Oh wait, no, 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 no. They did. Yeah, the never mind. They did score. The uh, uh, Raiders did score again. Uh, Derek Carr throws a pass to a uh, Winfro, make it a uh, for 13 yards, make it 36, 36. Can't talk. 36, 20 uh, Patriots lead, but that's where the 36, 20 Patriots lead, but that's where the final score would stand. All right. So the Patriots increase their record after this game to three or to uh, uh, I can't talk to uh, two and one. So after that, so. See if they can go three and one after this year. They are supposed to lose this game to the Chiefs, but we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully they'll win. Alright. So yeah. How much time do we got? Alright. Alright, so Red Sox box score. So the Red Sox played the Braves for the two thousand for the 2020 regular season finale. And I should say Nick Pavetta came in and pitched really good. And the Red Sox offense came on once again. So right from the get-go, Jackie Bradley Jr. could be his last game playing as a member of the Red Sox. Uh, gets a double. And then Rafael Devers at the next at bat brings him home. He singles, uh, make it a one nothing Red Sox lead. Yeah. All right. And then uh, a homer ties up the game 1-1 in the bottom of the first by uh, Marcelo Zuna. Yeah, as I said, 1-0. Then 2-1 Red Sox lead in the top of the fourth. Jackie Bradley Jr. homers into center field off of Will Smith. Then in the bottom of the top of the fifth inning, Xander Bogart's homers into center field, making it a 3-1 Red Sox lead. Then in the seventh inning, J.D. Martinez homers. On a fly ball into right right center field, 
Uh, Cesar Palo scores, making a 5-1 Red Sox lead. Then Michael Chavis doubles into left field to score Kevin Puecki, making a 6-1 Red Sox lead. Then 8-1 Red Sox lead as Jonathan Alaruz uh, singles into right field to score or to score uh, Bobby Dahlbeck and Michael Chavis, make it 8-1 Red Sox lead. Then 9-1 as Jonathan Alaruz gets his first career homer and possibly the only homer he gets in 2020 as he homers into right field, making a 9-1 Red Sox lead. And that's where the final score would stand. As your final score for the 29th, for the game 60 of 60 for 2020 is 9-1 Red Sox win. As the Red Sox finished the year 24-36, and 36, probably with the least amount of wins in Red Sox history. But you have to take into account this was a 60-game season, so maybe, maybe not. I don't know. The, the record books will say that this season counted. They, they won't put an asterisk on the season. I don't even think they even should. Just don't pretend that stuff didn't happen. Jeez. I just feel like, yeah, I just hate asterisks. It's just, it doesn't do anything. You're, you're just trying to put, yeah. People are just dumb. Good Lord. All right, so let's see. 26 minutes, so we got like four minutes. All right, so let's see. All right, we will take a break and then come back and finish off with the week scores. Yeah, some uh, Celt or Celtics basketball, Chelsea football, Celtic football. And that's about it, yeah, for scores. Yeah. So don't go anywhere. All right, we are back. All right. So, let's see. We were on. Crap, come on. Mm -hmm. All right. So, so, the Boston Celtics played uh, game six of the uh, Eastern, Conference or Eastern Conference Finals. And it wasn't great, folks. Celtic or Boston Celtics lose in this game 125 to 113. Not good, not good. As their season does come to an end with a loss to the Miami Heat. <clears throat> Here we are. So, yeah, basically, Bam Albinu of the Heat had 32 points, 14 rebounds. And, yeah, based on the Miami Heat, make their first NBA Finals since, yeah. So, basically, um, well-fought game. Like, uh, pretty, yeah, well-even. And then, in the fourth quarter, the Celtics just basically just gave up. And, yeah, basically, they lose in this one. So, not great. So, yeah. So, Jalen Brown had 26 points. Um... Or Jason Tatum had 11 points. He led in that category. Yeah, they didn't turn the ball over as I usually they did the past couple of games, like the 19-20 turnovers <clears throat> that they usually have done. So eight, so two players did tie for rebounds. Let's see who those guys are for the Celtics. They were uh, Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. So they both had each had uh, eight rebounds. Yeah, 
So that do, does it for the Celtics in this season. So their season is done. They will not play possibly until whenever, whenever the next NBA season starts, whether it's Christmas Day or January, what people have been saying. So they're done. And check out the post-mortem uh, uh, Celtic or Boston Celtics uh, post-mortem and also the post-mortem for the Red Sox too. So check those out if you will. So, yeah, so it's now Lakers and Miami Heat NBA Finals. And the Heat are le- or the Lakers are we- leading that series uh, two games to one by now. But people are acting like they could it could turn around really quickly for the Heat. All right, then Celt- or, uh, Chelsea football played Tottenham in a match that ended in a draw. But since it was uh, the Carabao Cup, uh, Tottenham got the win for some reason, so they won wretchedly five to four. Yeah, <clears throat> but the game ended in a, like zero zero draw. Right. Zero zero draw. Let's see. Let's see. Here we are, Tottenham. Well, actually, it was a 1-1 draw, so yeah, but somehow Tottenham got the win. Not sure how. All right. All right. Oh, they did, like, penalty kicks and stuff like that. Okay, okay. Let's see. So the only goal in regulation that Chelsea got was who scored first? All right, here we are. So, uh, so basically, to begin with, uh, Warner got a goal for Chelsea, make it one nothing Chelsea, and then. Um, Tottenham scored, make it a 1-1 game, and then penalty gets the, the rest of the way. So Tammy Abraham got a goal or got a penalty kick. Then, uh, let's see, then Abersidia and then, uh, Jer, or Jorginho, Jorginho got a goal, and then Emerson got a goal, but basically, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Tottenham got a penalty kick, so make it, yeah, so yeah. Five to four. Not great, Chelsea. Not great. Okay. All right. Let's see. Then let's see. Shut or what? No, no, no. Hold on. And then Celtic foot. Or yeah, Celtic football played. Uh, FK Sarajevo on a Thursday, and this is the qualifying round for the European League Cup. So basically, so this is very important that they win this game. All right. So yeah, so Celtic played Sarajevo or a FC Sarajevo, and if you don't know what Sarajevo is at, just what it's all about. It's 
Yeah, something to do with World War One. Yeah, Gabriel Princip shot uh, Archduke Franz Ferdinand to start World War One and probably start every world conflict in the 20th century. That's why we have world wars because of him, Gabriel Princip, a Bosnian Serbian anarchist, shot the Archduke of Franz Ferdinand, and the Archduke uh, Archduke of uh, Austria Hungary. That started World War One. All right, so the game ends in a one nothing Celtic win as Edward Edward gets the only goal for Celtic and the only goal of the game, but it was enough to beat Sorry FK Sarajevo, make it a one nothing Celtic win, and they do qualify for the European League Cup. So very good, very good. So they're in. So yeah. So let's see. So they will be in, come on, hold on. So they will be in group, group H, and they will play against uh, Sparta, Prague, AC Milan, and Lily. So yeah, so basically this is kind of like a round robin kind of deal. So whoever gets first will go to the championship rounds and uh, playoff rounds. Yeah. So awesome. Very good. So yeah. And I believe that's supposed to start pretty soon. I take it. Wow, the Astros tied the athletics. Ooh, not great. Correa just hit a two-run homer. Uh, all right. The Texans just fired their coach? Oh, they just fired Bill O'Brien. Wow. Oh, he's gone. Wow. I heard they were doing bad. I didn't know they would fire him that quickly. All right, so let's see. So let's see the finish off. the. Oh, wait, no, hold on. There's one more. Yeah, after. Uh, so uh, Chelsea football played against uh, Crystal Palace on Saturday. Let's see how they did. And it looks like they won that game 4 nothing against Crystal Palace. Let's go over the game summary. So basically, uh, Chilwell's got a goal for uh, Chelsea. Then Zuma got a goal for uh, Chelsea, make it two nothing. Then Jorginho got a goal for Celtic or for uh, Chelsea, three nothing on uh, penalty kick, and he also got another penalty kick to make it a four nothing Chelsea win or Chelsea lead, and that's where the final score would stand. Chelsea win four nothing against Crystal Palace. So awesome. And then. On Sunday, Celtic football played against uh, St. John or St. Johnston, and they won that game two nothing against St. Johnston. So goals by Lee Griffiths or Griffiths make it a one nothing game. Then Patrick Kamara got a goal for Celtic, make it a two nothing Celtic lead, and that's where the final score would stand. A Celtic win two nothing against Chelsea or against uh, St. John St. Johnston. All right. Let's see. What does that put us? All right. All right. So we didn't really do the whole like uh. Yeah, you know what? Maybe we won't have an. Uh, maybe we will. All right. One no. Two and no. Three and no. Four and no. Four and one. Four four one one. Five one one. Six one one. 
seven one one. All right, so seven wins, one loss, and one draw. Technically, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, though that's where that's at. So I'm guessing. Let me type this. Let me see. Maybe we can still possibly chug it out. All right. Win mean percentage calculator. So let's see. Seven wins. One loss. That gives us a winning percentage of this week of 875. All right, so pretty good week. So only losing one game. Awesome. All right. All right, so that's, yeah. So that's it for scores and news. But we'll take a break, but then, well, actually, yeah. So what did I watch this uh, week? Uh, nothing much. I'm, yeah, we should have got back into it. Well, we did watch some movies. I watched um, an old 1963 movie called 55 Days in Peking, which is about the siege of uh, Peking, now today's uh, Beijing, during the Boxer Rebellion of 1900 and 1901. Um, so it has Charlton Heston in it, and he's uh, an American uh, major. Yeah, the Americans were there too. They were in the Boxer Rebellion. Also the British, the Germans, the Austro-Hungarians, or Austrians and Hungarians, the Russians, the Japanese, the French, the, Span the Spaniards. I think the Italians too. They were also in it too, like eight-nation army. Or nine, I think nine. Yeah, well, they were. There were uh, three other uh, no or not mentioned uh, nations that were not part of the Eight Nation Coalition. Um, they were uh, the Netherlands, Spain, and yeah, and, uh, Belgium. And they all and the whole Boxer Rebellion was about all these nations going into China, kind of spreading their influence stuff like that, and a little bit colonizing too. And it got the Chinese a little bit angry it got them a little angry to the point where uh the empress of china uh led a kind of like an, a rebellion of chinese shadow boxing rebels and also led by the imperial army too against the foreign nations where they basically trapped the eight nations in, or at least eight nation eight nations respectively in uh, the Peking Fortress and stuff like that, or like uh, their uh, little like compound, like uh, stuff like uh, litigations and stuff like that for 55 days, and they had to be sieged until relief did show up for the Eight Nation Army, and they were able to crush the Boxer Rebellion. But anyway, going back to the movie, Charlton Heston is in it. He is a uh, an American major and kind of leading the American uh, contingent in Peking, and his uh, name is Major Lewis. Uh, he kind of falls in love with a Russian Baroness, who is played by uh, Eva Gar Eva Gardner. Yeah, these are like old actors, and then, and he also uh, befriends and uh, is like a buddy with the British uh, ambassador there, called uh, uh, Ambassador there, who is played by David Nevin, who used to be the original James Bond before Sean Connery. Yeah, so basically, yeah, they all have to work together like during the siege and stuff like that, and. Uh, Charlton Hedson falls in love with the uh, Evan Gar or Eva, Eva Gardner's uh, character. So yeah, so yeah, so the Baroness and stuff like that. So they had this 
be in the siege for 55 days. That's how long the siege lasted until the relief force did show up. Yeah, and crush the Boxer Rebellion. So, yeah, go look it up. Yeah, the Boxer Rebellion is really at. And what, where it's connection to me is um, my great-grandfather was in the Boxer Rebellion. He was 14 at the time, and he served with the British because Ireland was still a colony or a colonial possession of the British. So, basically, he had to serve with the British, and he was with the Royal Navy. So, And it was at a time, too, where the Royal Navy – Yes, they were mostly sea, and this was mostly a land uh, thing, but he was part of the relief column to the point where, like, yeah, they didn't really care where, what branch of the military you were. Grab a gun and get your butt to Peking, basically. Or be, yeah, join the relief force in Peking, so that's basically where it happened. So just to have ha all hands on deck kind of deal, he had to be part of the relief force, and yeah, so he was part of kind of making history a little bit too. So he was part of the guys. Yeah, at the end, yeah, he was showing up at the end with the bagpipes. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. Like after, like at the end of the movie, the relief force does show up out like a. Uh, so yeah, the Chinese boxers make one last effort on the litigation to try to storm it, but then artillery fire started to happen, and everybody's thinking that's not Chinese artillery, and they're come and right from the shadows, the relief force shows up and. Yeah, so first, like, all the nations start showing up. Like, the British show up, the Americans show up, the Germans show up, the Austro-Hungarians showed up, the Italians showed up, the Russians showed up, the French showed up, and uh, the Japanese showed up at the last, or at the, just to save the day, basically, the relief force. Yeah, but yeah so it was pretty neat. So a really good movie. Although it probably might not be a little PC, they did kind of have... Uh, some of the Chinese were played by white guys. Like some of the main Chinese characters were played by white guys. Yeah, so maybe not. Yeah, but it is still a good movie. It's still a good movie. I would kind of recommend it to anybody. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. Yeah. Although, yeah, it was made in 1963, by the way. So you really can't, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I did watch also yesterday Trading Spaces since the Patriots weren't playing. Trading Spaces is a Dan Aykroyd and uh, Eddie Murphy movie where like uh, two or uh, Eddie Murphy's character is a poor person and like just living off the streets and stuff like that. Where Eddie or uh, Dan Aykroyd's character is a uh, a rich uh, business guy who was a uh, kind of like yeah, and, uh, yeah, and so they're so his boss is the Duke and Dukes um, decide hey. Why do we switch their uh, lives around? So we'll have Eddie Murphy's character be the rich, business successful person, and let's get Dan Aykroyd onto the streets or get him on the streets. Basically, yes. As in, let's make him poor <laughs> and see how their lives different. Yeah, and yeah. So it's kind of yeah. It's a funny movie, although yeah, as I said with the uh, yeah, was, yeah, well, they make some uh, some not great non PC jokes in the movie. Yeah, some not great. Yeah. yeah. That's why my dad likes it. Uh, uh, All right. All right, so we'll go to break. My cooking. I'm making chicken tonight. All right. I better go check on that. All right, so we'll go to break, but then come back and talk about the book league standings. We finished another one. Yeah, it's going to be exciting because we have a tiebreaker or had a tiebreaker. And we just got it finished up tonight or finished up last night before I went to bed. So stay tuned.
All right, we are back to uh, kind of start wrapping up the show with uh, the book league standings. All right. All right. Let's see. So we had a tiebreaker in this one. So two books uh, tied for the first time. We originally had a tiebreaker or had a tie between what – if these walls can talk, storage from the Boston Red Sox dug, dugout, locker room, and press box by Jerry Remy and Nick Caputo, and the search for God and Guinness, a biography of the beer that changed the world by Stephen Manfield, and they all ended or both ended with a forty-five percent tie. So we decided to have a tiebreaker, and coming out on top with fifty-five percent finished. Uh, what? If These Walls Can Talk, stories from the Boston Red Sox, dugout, locker room, and press box by Jerry Remy and Nick Corfoto. All right. And in second place, and we'll also read that book after this book too, since basically now all two of these books are now in 50 or 50% or more, um, is The Search for God in Guinness, a biography of the beer that changed the world by Stephen Mansfield with 51% finish. So very good. All right. And number three, with a 43% finish, Kashmir Pulaski, The Life and Legacy of the Polish Cavalry Commander, Who Became the Father of the American Cavalry During the Revolutionary War by Charles River Editors. All right. And then number four, and number four with 42% finish, The Real Pinky Blinders, the, Bur- the Billy Kember, The Birmingham Gang, and the Racecourse Wars of the 1920s by Carl Shannon. All right. To the athletics and score. I wonder if Fox is watching this. Babors, Babors. That's what that, that I showed him a picture of the athletics mascot, and which is an elephant, and he loves elephants. His favorite TV show is about Babar, the elephant king, and he just that's why when he sees an elephant, that's what he calls it. Babar, Babar, Babar. <laughs> Bars, baseball. <laughs> yeah, but you, yeah, well, bat bars are up four three. Yeah, to the Astros. Yeah. All right, so all right. At number five with forty one percent finish, the closer, my story by Mariano Rivera, Wayne Coffee. All right, at number six with the forty one percent finish, the t- tales from the New England Patriots sidelines, a collection of the greatest Patriots stories ever told. By Mike Felder. At number seven with 39% finish, The Great Book of Boston Sports List by Andy Gersh and Michael Conley. And at number eight with 38% finish, From Darkness to Dynasty, The First 40 Years of the New England Patriots by Jerry Fortin. Barstool's Jerry Fortin. At number nine with 34% finish, Band of Giants, The Amateur Soldiers Who Won America's Independence by Jack Kelly. At number 10, with 34% finish, The Gipper, George Gipp, Nuke Rockney, and the Dramatic Rise of Notre Dame Football by Jack Cavanaugh. And at, at number 11, with 34% finish, Homegrown, How the Red Sox Build the Champion from the Ground Out Up by Alex Spear. At number 12, with 32% finish, The the Good, the Bad, and the Grace of God, how, What Honesty and Pain Taught about taught us about faith and family or faith, family and forgiveness uh, by Jeff and Jessica Robinson. So basically the 
one of the Duck Dynasty uh, groups, yeah. And number 13 with 29% finish, Collision of Empires, War on the Eastern Front in 1914 by Prip Butter. And number 14 with 29% finish, Unbeatable, Notre Dame's 1988 Championship and the Last Great College Football Season by Jerry Burka. And number 15 with 30, 28% finish, Black Mass, Whitey Bulger, the FBI, and a Devil's Deal by Dick Lear and Gerard O'Neill. At number 16 with 27% finish, A Season for the Ages, how the Chicago 2016 Chicago Cubs brought a World Series championship to the North Side by Al Yellow. And the reason I put this book on here, if you don't know by now, is my favorite National League team for baseball is the Chicago Cubs. So, yeah. So, yeah. So I, I mean, hey, I mean, uh, I got to cheer for someone around here a little bit. I mean, might as well be uh, – yeah, as we and we said in a previous episode that the Chicago Cubs were my favorite uh, National League team. So, yeah. And they did make the postseason, but they were done like in two games. So, yeah. They were done, yeah. So, they weren't – they did not have good offense. All right. All right. At number 17 with a 27% finish, The Road to Omaha. Hits, Hopes, and the History of the College World Series by Rob, Robert Ryan McGee. All right. At number 18 with 16% finish, a globe or at number 18 or number 18 with 26% finish, 1916, a global history by Keith Jeffrey. At number 19 with the or number or number 19 with a 25% finish, uh the the 50 bet the 50 best college football teams of all time by Bill Conley. At number 20 with 25% finish, uh, General Fox Connor, Pershing's Chief of Operations and Eisenhower's Mentor by Stephen Rapless. At number 21 with 25% finish, No Better Place to Die by, Ro- by, Robert, by Robert Murphy. At number 22 with 25% finish, The Vanquish, Why the First World War Failed to End by Robert Gerhardt. At number 23 with a 24% finish, a brave black regiment, the history of the 54th Regiment of Massachusetts Volunteer Infantry from 1863 to 1865 by Captain Louise F. Emilio. And number 24 with 24% finish. Huh, weird. What a twist. <laughs> all right. All right. Alvin York, a new biography of the hero of the Argonne by Douglas V. Mastriano. At number 25 with a 24% finish. Fierce, How Competing for Myself Changed Everything by Allie Raisman. At number 26 with 24% finish, The Irish Civil War, Law, Execution, and Atrocity by Sean Antright. At number 27 with 24% finish, James Conley, 16 Lives by Lorikin Collins. At number 28 with 23% finish, Relentless, A Memoir by Julian Edelman. At number 29 with 23% finish, they Shall Not Pass, The French Army on the Western Front from 1914 to 1918 by Ian Sumner. At number 30 with 22% finish, African Kaiser, General Paul von Leto Volbeck and the Great War in Africa from 1914 to 1918 by Robert Gowdy. So going back to the Boxer Rebellion, this is where that guy, this guy, that's this book that I just mentioned, uh, got his first career start with the Germans in the Boxer Rebellion. Yeah. Here was seeing combat, but at the time he did get there, it was kind of almost over. But he would have 
pretty much been a part of the whole relief force to Peking for the Germans. Yeah. Or with the German contingent to Peking. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number 31 with 21% finish. The Allies, Roosevelt, Churchill, Stalin, and the unlikely alliance that won World War II by Winston Groan. At number 32 with 20% finish, the arm, inside the billion-dollar mystery of the most valuable commodity in sports by Jeff Passan, Megaphone Balls. Section 10 reference. All right, number 32 with 20% finish, 59 and 84, Old Hoss Ratburn, Barehanded Baseball, and the greatest season a pitcher ever had by or ever had by Edward Acorn. All right, guess where he guess where this guy grew up and where he's buried now. You guess it, Blono, Illinois. Here, yeah, basically the hometown where we're recording right now. Yes, he is a Blono native, and he gets mentioned in this book. Yeah. All right, and number thirty-four with twenty percent finish. One hundred things Spurs fans should know and do before they die. By Mike Mc, by Mike Monroe. All right, so yes, my favorite Western Conference team in the NBA is the San Antonio Spurs, mainly because my high school coach in a is a big San Antonio Spurs fan. So yeah, that's probably why he likes their team effort, like their playing togetherness, like the whole the whole dynasty too, like the whole winning championships. Yeah. So yes, so the NBA Celtics and San Antonio Spurs. That's why yeah. Moving on, all right, number 35 with 19% finish, Gallipoli by Alan Moorhead. Number 36 with 18% finish, uh, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn by Mark Twain. And number uh, number 37 with 18% finish, Boston's 100 Greatest Gamers, ranking the most clutch athletes in Boston sports history by Rob Sneedon. And number 38 with 17% finish, a mad catastrophe, the outbreak of World War I and the collapse of the Habsburg Empire by Jeffrey Warrow. And number 39 with 17% finish, 1914, the Warriors series by uh, James Partner. And number 40 and number 30 or number 40 with 17% finish, the ultimate Boston Red Sox time machine book by Martin Glitman. And number 41 with 16% finish, Dead Wake, the last crossing of Lusitania by Eric. Eric Larson. At number 42 with 16% finish, Irish Boston, a lively look at Boston's colorful Irish past by Michael Quinlan. At number 43 with 16% finish, The Kid, The Immortal Life of Ted Williams by by Ben Bradley Jr. Speaking of which, guess what month this past Monday, a week, a week earlier today, Guess what the anniversary on September the 28th was, the 60th anniversary was. Yeah, it was Ted Williams' last game and the last time he hit a career home run. So he hit two, 521 on September the 25th, September the 28th, 1960. So 60 years ago, last Monday. Yeah. Just want to give you a little trivia question, a little trivia knowledge. Yeah, or a little yes. So, yeah. All right, I'll keep going. All right, number 44 with 16% finished, The Last of the Czars, Nicholas II, and the Russia Revolution by Robert Service. At number 45 with 16% finished, Wherever the Green is Worn, The Story of the Irish Diaspora by Tim Pack Hogan. At number 46 with 14% finished, The Kaiser's Army, The German Army in World War I by David Stone. 
At number 47 was 14% finish, The White War, Life and Death on the Italian Front from 1915 to 1919 by Mark Thompson. At number 48 with the 13% finish, A History of the Boston Braves, A Time Gone By by William J. Craig. Little baseball book that I decided to read. All right. At number forty-six or number forty-nine with thirteen percent finish, Belichick: The Making of the Great Greatest Football Coach by by Ian O'Connor. All right. At number fifty with thirteen percent finish, The Green and the Gray: The Irish and the Confederate States of America by David T. Gleason. Yeah. So yes, a lot of the Irish did fight for the Union Army during the Civil War and for the North, but there were some Irish that did fight for the South, and a lot of them were immigrants to the southern states like Savannah, Georgia, New Orleans, stuff like that, and like some Virginia. Yeah, so this is kind of the uh, history of the Irish who fought for the South during the Civil War. Yeah. Right. And number 51 with 13% finished, The Guns of August, The Outbreak of World War One by Barbara W. Tuckman. All right, number 52 with the 13% finished, The Leaves of Virginia, Seven Generations of an American Family, by Paul C. Nigel. At number 53 with 13% finish, Revolutionary Russia, 1891 to 1991, a history by Orlando Figgis. At number 54 from a, with 12% finish, the Boston Celtics, Larry Bird, Bob Cousy, Red Arbeck, and other legends recall great moments in Celtics history by Michael D. McClellan and Folks Young. At number 55, a 12% finish, Don't Put Me In, Coach, My Incredible NCAA Journey from the End of the Bench to the End of the Bench by Mark Titus. All right. At number 56, with 12% finish, Last Man Standing, The Memoirs, Letters, and Photographs of a Teenage Officer by Richard Van Enden. At number 57, with 12% finish, The Song by, Robert, by Robin Pryor and Trevor Wilson. Number 58 with 12% finish, When the Irish Invaded Canada, The Incredible True Story of the Civil War Veterans Who Fought for Ireland's Freedom by Christopher Klein. And number 59 with 11% finish, or yeah, 11% finish, yeah, uh, the, the Conquest of Illinois from, from, 1770, from 1778 to 1779 by George Rogers Clark. All right, number 60 with 11% finish, War in the East. A Military History of the Russo-Turkish War of 1877 to 1878 by Quint or by Quentin Berry. All right. And number 61 with 10% finish, A World on Fire, Britain's Crucial Role in the American Civil War by Amanda Foreman. And number 62 with 10% finish, Decision and Antietam, A Counterfactual History of the American Civil War by Andrew J. Heller. And number 63 with a 10% finish, how the Irish Saved Civilization by Thomas Cahill. At number 64 with 10% finish, No Victory in Valhalla's The Untold Story of the 3rd Battalion of the 506th Parachute Infantry Regiment from Bastogne to Burgess Garden by Ian Gardner and Ed Shames. Right. At number 65 with a 10% finish, Normandy 44, D-Day and the Epic 77-Day Battle for France by James Holland. At number 66, 10% finish, this are the Second World War by Anthony, Anthony Beaver. At number 67 with 10% finish, Tales from the New England Patriots, or Tales from the Green Bay Packers, 
a collection of of the greatest a collection of great or the greatest Packer stories ever told by Chuck Carlson. All right, so my favorite NFC team, uh, along with my favorite NFL team, the Patriots, is the Green Bay Packers. So, favorite team, New England Patriots. Favorite NFC team, the Green Bay Packers. All right, number sixty-eight was 9% finish. Boys, the boys a winner. The untold story of a coach, a dream, and the 1980 U.S. Olympic team by by Wayne Coffey. And number 69 with 9% finish, Miracle at Fenway, the inside story of the Boston Red Sox 2000 championship season by Saul Wincina. Wincina, yeah. All right, number 70 with 9% finish, now now taking the field, baseball's all-time dream teams for all 30 franchises by Tom Stone. All right, how much time do I got? 16 minutes, or 16 minutes, almost 17 minutes. All right, maybe we can chug it out. All right, at number seventy-one with nine percent finish, Stout Hearts, the British, the British and Canadians in in Normandy, nineteen forty-four by Ben Kitt. At number seventy-two with eight percent finish, A Frozen Hell by William R. Trotter. At number seventy-three with eight percent finish, Brutal Valor, the tragedy at Ensuana by James Mace or James Macy. At number seventy or number seventy-four with eight percent finish. 100 Fans Wisconsin fans should know and do before they die by Jesse Temple and Barry Alvarez. All right, so this is Wisconsin Athletics book. The reason I picked put this on here, just for people who don't know, I'm probably wondering, what the hell? I thought you were a Notre Dame fan. Um, I put it on here is because my dad, before he kind of decided to quit sports after high school, decided or got a letter of intent to play college football at Wisconsin. It just didn't work out. And he ended up going to ISU and getting a law and justice or a law and a criminal criminals justice career or criminal justice career or degree and became a police officer or a county police officer here in McLean County. So he was gonna play college football, but it just didn't work out. Yeah. In the end. All right, so that's where because that's where he was going to go to to Wisconsin if it all worked out. All right. At number 75 with 8% finish, unfinished business, the politics of dissident Irish Republicanism by Marissa McClinchy. At number 76 with 7% finish, Guerrilla Days in Ireland, Tom Barry's autobiography by Tom Barry. At number seven, number 77 with 7% finish. If these walls can talk, stories from the Boston Bruins ice locker room and press box by Dale Arnold and Matt or Matt Coleman. At number 78 with a 7% finish, the men who lost America, British leadership, the American revolution and the fate of the empire by Andrew Jackson O'Shaughnessy. At number 70 or number 79 with 7% finish, Michael Jordan, the life of the life by Ron Lansenby. So we put this on here too, because basketball fan. Fan of the game of basketball. At number 80 with 7% finish, The Office. The untold story of the greatest sitcom of the 2000s. An oral history by Andy Green. All right. 19 minutes. All right. Let's see if we can shook this out. All right. At number 81 with the 7% finish, 100 Fangs Sharks fans should know and do before they die by Ross McEwen. All right. So, yes, the Bruins are my favorite NHL team. 
but my favorite Western Conference team, and we alluded this to an earlier episode around the same time this year, um, that the San Jose Sharks were my favorite Western Conference team for hockey. Oh, they're showing the Conor McGregor commercial. All right. Proper 12. Yeah. Great beard. No free ads, by the way. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we're watching the – yeah, as the same time as we said, the Astros and A's game of the ALDS. Watch something before the Patriots game is on. All right. Number 82 with 7% finish. The Rise and Fall of the British Empire by Lawrence James. And then number 83 with 7% finish. The War of 1812. The, um, the Forgotten Conflict by, Doug, by Donald R. Hickey. And number 84 with 7% finish. The Years of Endurance from 1793 to 1802 by Arthur Bryant. And number 85 with 6% finish. Or with 6% finish, yeah. Celtic football, how the league was won 49 times by David Potter. Well, 51 times. Now, this book is kind of outdated, but still a great read. All right. At number 86 with 6% finish, The Grim Reaper, the life, and to- the life and Career of a Reluctant Warrior by Stu Grimson and Kevin Allen. Number 87 with 6% finish, The Original Curse. Did the Cubs throw the 1918 World Series to Babe Ruth's Boston Red Sox and ignited the Black Sox scandal by Sean Devaney? Number 88 with 6% finish. Scribe, My Life in Sports by Bob Ryan. Boston Globes, former Boston Globes, Bob Ryan. Okay. Number 89 with 6% finish. Showboat, The Life of Kobe Bryant by Ron Lansby. Yes, you know what? He played for the Lakers. I do hate the Lakers, but you know what? Show respect to... The guy, and we did put the book on this list around the same time that Kobe Bryant died, so that's why we put it on here. Right. And be a fan of the game of basketball, and this is why we also put this also this book on here too. And you're probably not going to like it too. And I'm knowing I kind of pains me to read this book too, as being a Celtics fan, but I'm a bigger fan of the game of basketball, and. It's called Showtime, Magic, Kareem, Riley, and the Los Angeles Lakers Dynasty of the 1980s by Jeff Perlman. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, well, I am a fan of the game of basketball, so that's why we put it on here. All right. At number 81 with 5% finish, An Officer of the Iron Brigade by Rufus R. Dawes. At number 92 with 5% finish, Celtic, The Official History by Brian Wilson. And number 93 with 5% finish, Day of Infamy, The Bombing of Pearl Harbor by Walter Lord. And number 94 with 5% finish, The Defense of the Sebe- the defense of Sebastopol from 1941 to 1942, The Soviet's Perspective by uh, Clayton Donnell. Right. At number nine, all right, let's see. At number 95 with, or number 95 with a 5% finish, the dream team, how Michael, Magic, Larry, Charles, and the greatest basketball team of all time conquered the world and changed the game of basketball forever by Jack by Jack McCollum. At number sixty or on number ninety-six, five percent finish, The Fellowship of the Ring by J.R.R. Token. And number nine or at number ninety-seven with five percent finish, Jack Parker's Wise Guys by Tim Repoli. At number eight, at number ninety-eight, with 5% finish, uh, or number 98 with 5% finish, Take Me to Your Paradise, a history of Celtic-related incidences and events by Liam Kelly. 
at number 99 with the 4% finish, a higher call or higher call. An incredible true story of combat and chivalry in the war tour skies of World War II by Adam Mykonos and Larry Alexander. And number 100 with 4% finish, Aces Falling, War Above the Trenches, 1918 by Peter Hart. Right. And number 101 with the 4% finish, Basketball, a love story by Jackie McMullen. And number 102 with 4% finish, Bunker Hill, a, a City, a Siege, a Revolution by Nathaniel, Pil by Nathaniel Pilbrook. At 103 with 4% finish, The Fall of Berlin, 1945 by Anthony Beaver. At 104 with a 4% finish, Gettysburg by... Stephen W. Sears. At 105 with 4% finish, Grant and Sherman, The Friendship That Won the Civil War by Charles Bray Braylon Flood. 106 with 4% finish, Loose Balls by, Cherry by Terry Pluto. At 107 with 4% finish, Ty Cobb, A Terrible Beauty by uh, Charles Learson. At 108 with 3% finish, a History of the Ottoman Empire by Douglas A. Howard. All right. At number nine with a hundred or with three percent finish, a Patriot's history by of the a Patriot's history of the United States from Columbus to America's Age of Entitlement by Larry Swirlcart. Swirlcart. At one hundred ten with three percent finish, five hundred twenty-one. The story of Ted Williams' home runs by Bill Nolan. At one hundred eleven with three percent finish. John Adams by David McCullough. At 112 with the 3% finish, Jutland 1916, Death Up, Death in the Great Death in the Gray Lake, Gray Waste by Nigel Steele and Peter Hart. At 113 with 3% finish, the The Reagan Diaries by Ronald Reagan. At 114 with the 3% finish, The Romanos from 1613 to 1918 by Simon Seabag Montefiore. At 115 with 3% finish, Willie Wallace, Heart of a Lion by Willie Wallace, Jim McGlintley, Archie McPherson, uh, Michael Nolan, Rod Stewart, yes, the famous pop artist Rod Stewart, and Paul Brennan. At 116 with 2% finish, American Ulysses, The Life of Ulysses S. Grant by Ronald C. White Jr. At 117 with 2% finish, The Ingle Ounce, the Eagle on Saud, Poland and the Poles in the Second World War by Halek Kalansky. Kalaski. Yeah. All right. All right. Do you think we can make it? All right. We'll make it to 120 and then we'll go to break. All right. From all right, from 118, from Colony the Superpower, U.S. Foreign Relations since 1776 by George C. Herring, 2% finish. And this is a new book that we we took all the political books off our list and put three new books on here. So here's one of the newer books. Maybe just because it's getting close to election year, I really do not want to. Yeah. And some of the stuff we've put on too. I, politically, I'm a libertarian. I'm not really Republican or Democrat. I just want to be in, in the middle kind of deal. So, yeah. I just don't like being told what to do. All right, 119 with 2% finish. I hear, I heard you paint houses. Frank the Irishman Sheeran 
and the closing of the case of Jimmy Hoffa by Charles Bront. All right, so this is basically what the movie The Irishman was based off of, this book called I Heard You Paint Houses. Basically, painting houses is where you basically murder people, like painting houses, splat your brains, go onto the wall. Yeah, all right. At a hundred or yeah, 119. All right. At 120 with 2% finish, William DeCunza Sherman in the service of my country, a life by James Lee McDonough. All right. We got five more books after this, but right now we got to go break because we are running out of time in this segment. All right. Be right back. All right. We are back to wrap up the show with the book league standings. All right. All right. So right now, let's see. So at 121 with 1% finish, The Dynasty by uh, Jeff by Jeff Benedict. So this is a book about the Patriots dynasty from um, when uh, 2000 to like basically 2020 or 2019. So the 19-year span basically, yeah. All right. And number 22 with 1% finish, Grant by Ron, by Ron Chernow. At 123 with 1% finish, Red Sox versus Yankees, hometown experts, or hometown expert, and now analyze, debate, and illustrate baseball's ultimate rivalry by Bill Nolan and uh, David Fisher. Or David Fisher. At 124, with 1% finish, Tower of Skulls: A History of the Asia Pacific War from July 1943 to May 1940, or from July 1947 to May 1942, by Richard B. Frank. And 125 with 1% finish, War Fever, Boston Baseball and America in the Shadow of the Great War by Randy, by Randy Roberts and Johnny Smith. All right. Yeah, that's one of the new books that we put on there too. That and the Dynasty, yeah. All right. So as we said, if these walls can talk, started from the Boston Red Sox dugout, locker room, and press box is – your book league champions for this season. We are the champions, my friends. And as we said, we would finish uh, the search for God and Guinness 2 uh, later after this book. So we won't go do another round after this because since it was a tiebreaker and both books finished uh, 50% or more, so that means... You have to finish them kind of deal. So we will finish If These Walls Can Talk and finish The Search for God and Guinness in two rounds so we won't do another book league standings for a while, maybe. So we'll have two more books um, after this one. So, yeah, so pretty much, yeah. So very good. Yeah. All right. So this, yeah, so basically, yeah, we'll find out what the Patriots can do against the defending champs tonight. Yeah. Hopefully they can be the underdogs and basically win this. Yeah. Hopefully they can find a way of proving the experts wrong, but it's going to be a hard test. Now knowing Cam Newton is out for two weeks because of COVID and we'll see what Brian Horror can do for us. And we'll also see if Cam, or Trevor Bauer does decide to sign the Red Sox. He can't really sign. Nobody can really sign a free contract until um, so basically, yeah, so yeah, basically until November or so. So yeah, the postseason is still going on. Yeah, we're watching game one of the ALDS between the A's and the Athletics. 
or the A, or the A's and the Astros. Yeah, the A's and the Astros. Yeah, my mind is fried. I don't know. It's probably autism in me. I don't know. All right. So yeah, and we'll see. Yeah. At this point, we. I mean, at this point, I'm already kind of thinking that maybe we might just take a next week off, just for the. But we'll let you know by Wednesday. Yeah, so yeah, so I'm thinking if for now on we might just record either Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. So if you don't see a podcast by those uh, three days, probably know why after that. Yeah, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. Any other business to adjourn to? Want to get in the fancy? No, not really. Mill will save that for the next episode. Yeah. Yeah, none of my teams for a baseball won the title at the end, so Bleacher 41 didn't come through against whoever they were playing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Let's call it a night. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for giving this opportunity to share. Keep doing what I love. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple iTunes. Give us a five-star if you can. can. Follow the show on Twitter at Podcast Royal. And then follow my personal Twitter page, JunkyardDog92. We will have that in the details of the episode. And then follow the show on Instagram at uh, RoyalRooters1992. And then follow, well, maybe not Reddit page. It would probably, yeah, but follow the show on Spotify, Apple, Google, Breaker, Overcast, Podcast, Radio Public, and Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast from. Doesn't matter to us. All right. Come on now. With that being said, all right, that's a grind. That's a fly out. All right, good. With that being said, I feel like that about do it. All right, see you guys probably two weeks from now, maybe. Banyana.
still here it's over go home get out of here go